Okay, now stand up. Wow. Stand up. I, how many of you remember that uh, old Baptist talk? Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. And now I'm in heaven. <laughs> I fly away. You remember that? I fly That's for the Baptists, but you guys have become Bapticostals. <laughs> the Lord God has given me the tongue of the Lord, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Did you know that if you can say those words without reading, you've memorized two verses? And it's so easy for you to just state it out. It's wonderful. I was talking about uh, righteousness, made righteous. And uh, it's so important that you recognize that because you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have been made. You didn't make yourself. God made you righteous. It's impossible for any man living in this, on this earth, all the way from Adam after he sinned, Abraham all the way down, you cannot be righteous on your own, no matter what you do. You can't. Because the righteousness that God wants is His kind of righteousness. Not man's kind of righteousness. He sees righteousness. And He has to make you righteous. Because God cannot do dealings with sinners. And the Bible says, all have sinned. And falling short of the glory of God. So if God, you are going to fall in short means you are no longer where you used to be. You're falling short. God has to bring you up to his level. Because he created us in his own image. So when he makes you righteous, now you are back like the way he created Adam. Now you can have communication. Now you can have fellowship, just like Adam had. So you cannot be more righteous because you got the righteousness of God. How can you be more righteous than the righteousness of God? You may not think yourself righteous, but God made you righteous. If God has made you an elephant... You're not going to be behaving like a lion. Right? Because God made you an elephant. 
if God made you righteous, you cannot be behaving unrighteous. Does it make sense? That's not who you are. Because God has made you righteous. You are in his class. Did you get that? You are in God's class. There are classes. There is the class of the sinners. And there is the class of the righteous. And God is in the class of the righteous. Read John 14 verse 20. That's not part of the scriptures. I put that. But Jesus said, in that day, at that day, you will know that I am in the Father, you in me, and I in you. We belong to his class. Whether you see it that way or not, you may see yourself as a filthy sinner. But please understand something here. I'm really going back to basics so we know our foundation. Understand something there, here. Now listen, a child when he's born, is he human? Is the child human? Can you feed the child's steak? Do you expect the child to clean your home? Hello? Well, you are not cleaning the home so you cannot be human. Oh, you lied. Human. So, the Bible tells us. First Peter 2, verse 2. As newborn babes, what? Desire the sincere milk of the word. Because you are going to grow into that righteousness that God has made you. Just like a child will grow into a man or a woman. And there's a big difference between them. Now, what happens in the church, as soon as a person is saved, they want them to behave like the pastor. It's different. And I've had people tell me, oh, you see that person, they're doing this and this. Pastor, you need to whip them. No. You're doing your own things too that I don't know. The uh, babies, they put everything out. You know how to hide them also. Hello. You're smart enough to hide them. These ones, they're new babes. You talk them. They don't care. You speak bad of them and they smile at you. No big deal. But adults, they'll smile at you and at home curse you out. <laughs> you know how to do that. So there's a big difference. Romans 5 verse 19 says, For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be what? Do you make yourself righteous? Who makes you righteous? Jesus says. He's the one that makes you righteous. Why? Because he took your sins. We know that. So there are no classes of righteousness in the church. 
I'm no more righteous than that brother there. Have you received Christ, brother? Yes. I'm no more righteous than you are because you have the righteousness of God. And guess what I have? The righteousness of God. We just need to work it out separately. So you have no room to judge anybody. You have no room to judge anybody. The thing is to love one another. That's the commandment, right? And to grow in love. To grow in love. When we grow in love, that's when this works for us. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Say the word with me, creation. You are, and it's like God just remade you. You may not feel that way, but that's who you are. In the mind of God, he sees you like a newborn child. Different. You have just been recreated. Old things. How many of the old things? Old things. Your old life. Those things that you used to do. Those things that you used to enjoy. They have all passed away. That doesn't mean you, you forget them. You know they were. But they are already... In the old life. Amen. They're already in the old life. And if you keep thinking, and that's what Satan tells you, well, you just did that right now, you're still in the old life. No. I'm going to put a scripture for you because a lot of, we have a lot of misconception because basically... If you do something wrong after God has made you uh, righteous, right? So, now, when you do something wrong, you become unsaved. And then the next time, after you repent, you get saved again. And you get saved seven times, uh, 17 times a, a, a day. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, wrong. Wrong. And we need to understand these fundamentals. So you don't allow the condemnation of Satan to put you down where you are not able to obtain anything from your heavenly father because the accuser is constantly accusing you that you are not working with God. And if you're working with God, this shouldn't be happened. And that shouldn't be happened. You shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have done that. No! He has made you righteous. He has made you righteous. Is the truth. If he made you righteous, nobody can make you unrighteous. And I'm coming to that. Verse 21, the same chapter, it says in Second, uh, Second Corinthians, For he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us, that we might become what? The righteousness of God. Is it just, was he talking about the pastor alone? How many of us? We. All of us. 
all of us. We become God's righteousness. And there is nothing bigger than God's righteousness. And there are so many benefits from being God's righteousness. Basically, your righteousness is from God. He cannot be better than that. He cannot. You can't do anything to make it better. You cannot do anything to make it better. Because I didn't do this, so I don't have the righteousness. No, no, no. No, it doesn't work. That's the scripture. That's not me speaking. That's scripture. Because if you don't have that foundation, you will be filled with a lot of fear and doubts. You have to have this foundation. That you are a child of God and He loves you. Why? He loves you. You have His righteousness. When you read, I, I, I quoted that scripture last week, Isaiah 54 verse 17, he says, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon, God speaking, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Does it mean they won't form a weapon against you? They will. But it will not work. And he says, every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you must condemn. And then he added, this is the heritage or the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. And then God added, and their righteousness is for me. You can't challenge it. Just because you are God's righteousness, no weapon, because when they want to come against you, they say, well, his righteousness is not right because he has done that, he has done this, and he's done that, and so he cannot be righteous. God says, I'm not depending on his righteousness. His righteousness is for me. Can you get it? Because what happens, you begin to compare yourself and you think, I'm not a good Christian. I wish I can be this person. No. That's Satan's lie. So what does that, what, what does that make you? You don't want to try, you know? Because you feel like, I'm not doing much. I have these things in my life and all of that kind of stuff. This is not a message of free grace. You know what I'm talking about? Because we're coming to that. This is to help you have the solid foundation in God. When you know, where you know God's pleased with you. He's pleased with you. And those things that you've done in the past, or maybe yesterday, or maybe on your way to church, hello, those things don't define who you are to him. I have my children, right? Sometimes they are right. Sometimes they are wrong. According to me. In their eyes, they are right. But in my eyes, they are wrong. But when they are wrong, Does that make them not to be my children? Right? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more with your heavenly father? Are you getting where I'm going? He loves you. 
It is not a license to do wrong. Because that's not who you are. You have been made a lion. Don't behave like a goat. It's different. If you start behaving like a goat, when you're a lion, look at him. He thinks he's a goat. What's wrong with him? They laugh at you. Right? And you say, I'm a goat. No, you don't look like one. (laughs) Because God has made you righteous. Amen? God has made you righteous. The Bible is clear why we don't look at the things that are seen. What you are examining on the outside, but God is walking from the inside out. You see what I'm saying? Now you are looking at what you see on the natural. The physical Bible says don't look at those things. They're temporary. As the child grows, those things will wither away. Amen? I only had one message when I was a new Christian. Repent or perish. And I loved my sermon. And whenever I tell them, they get mad at me. And it gives me pleasure. But they're mad. Then I learned that hardware doesn't get them converted. <laughs> I have to show some love, you know. I have to reason with them. So you grow. Amen? When I was acting crazy, did that make me not a child of God? No. It's very important. Romans 6 verse 17 and 18, we talk about slaves of sin. This is very important here because I, I want to tie it to something Jesus said. It says, but God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin. I mean, if you are a slave, you don't own yourself anymore, right? Sin owns you. But look at the word that says, you were. You are no longer. You were. And all we have to do is believe what God says. Because if you don't believe what God says, those addictions and those things will cling on to your life because you did not believe what God is saying. God is saying, that was in the past. You are a new creation. And what we have to do is declare it. Declare it. I heard a story which seems crazy. There was a guy who had an addiction to, to smoking. And he had been everywhere he would ask for deliverance for his, for his smoking. He says, Pastor, lay your hands on me and del- pray for deliverance. And they'll pray for him. He will be free for a few days. Then he's back. And then he met, he met a, a, a weird pastor in his mind. The pastor told him, you have a problem with smoking? He said, yes. Just go keep doing But every time you feel like it, in the after, just say, God, thank you, Jesus. I'm a new creature. God has delivered me from smoking. He thought, you are the craziest pastor I've ever seen. <laughs> Tell me to smoke and then praise God after that. 
But you thought, I've tried everything. So every time he's tempted, he will ask for forgiveness and declare that God has freed him from smoking. One day he took one and he said, No, I'm not doing this anymore. It's freedom. It's freedom. True confession. Amen? True. We want to do something to feel like I did something. He didn't do nothing. He made you. And all by your confession. By your confession. Believing and confessing what he said. I know it's kind of different for you today. But it's the truth. It's the truth. Because you cannot make yourself free. He says clearly here. God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. In other words, you accepted it and then you acted on it, right? You accepted it and then you acted on it. So you obeyed from the heart because you accepted it. And then he says, and having been set free from sin, you became what? Slaves of righteousness. So instead of saying, I have this problem of this sin, why don't you say, I'm a slave of righteousness. Is that not what the Bible says? Why are you saying something different? Let God be true and every man a liar. I'm a slave of righteousness. I'm a slave of righteousness. You You keep confessing that. That's what the Bible tells us. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13 tells us that. I believe, therefore I have spoken. So you believe doesn't mean anything has changed. You believe and you're speaking it. And he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. What did he send? His word. So you're repeating the word that God sent. Is it going to be different because it's coming from your mouth? He's still the same word, right? With the same power, right? And as you keep speaking it, the word begins to dig into your life. And before you know, you are becoming a saint. You don't have to die to make you be a saint, okay? That's only in the Catholic Church. Those guys that are gone, they're not thinking about you. They are worshipping their heavenly father. Tell them to saint Jesus. Saints, pray for me. They are not praying for you. They've done all they are praying on the earth. Why do they be praying up there? Amen. So I haven't been set free from what? Sin. You became slaves of righteousness. What did Jesus say in in John chapter 8? Verse 36. Therefore, if the Son, what? You see the word makes again? If the Son makes you free, what would you be? Can anybody say with me, free indeed? Free indeed. I am free indeed. Does it make sense to you? This is the word of God. Scripture supports scripture. 
that you are free indeed. And if you keep proclaiming that, and don't go on the left side of uh, grace, where everything goes, it was funny, you know, Angel and I, we were with a guy, I think Teresa was with us uh, on this occasion, and we couldn't understand this uh, message of grace to us. And Angela, we got all very confused. Angela finally asked him, I said, uh, brother, what if you commit adultery then with this, this grace absorbed? He said, yes, rejoice. And Angela, <laughs> Teresa, you remember that? We all like, huh? <laughs> rejoice? You rejoice over sin? God forbid. But you'll be made free. Why do you go back and entangle yourself with that kind of stuff and continue to do it? If you rejoice over it, you do it again. <laughs> because it's giving you joy, right? More rejoice. No, <laughs> but that's not what the scripture says. Now, what did we do to obtain this righteousness? I want to go into that a little bit. What did we do? What did we do? And and I like when the scripture goes back all the way to the person God started this faith same way. We're children of Abraham, right? The blessings of Abraham promised to the church. Not the blessings of Adam. Not the blessings of Noah. But the blessings of Abraham. So that's where it starts. So the blessings we receive must be equal to the blessings Abraham received. So it must have started with Abraham. Because Abraham was before the law. Moses gave the law. Moses was way down. It was Abraham. So it tells us, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. What does that mean? Abraham wasn't righteous. It was his faith in God and the promises that God gave him that gave him his righteousness. And from that day, God walked with Abraham as his friend. What did Jesus tell us? I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. Because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. But I show you everything that I'm doing. It's different. It's different. It was through faith. So it's not what you've done that makes you righteous and gives you a right standing before God where you can get into his throne room instead of just the mercy seat where you're going in with trepidation, wondering if you will ever make it out of that uh, uh, mercy seat, uh, the Holy of Holies, where the mercy seat, as opposed to now you've been invited by God, come boldly into the throne of grace. Notice what the throne is called. Not just mercy seat, it's called the throne of grace. It's abundance of grace there. And then it says that you might obtain mercy. So you are invited to come, but, but, but not with trepidation, but with boldness. I'm going to get it. No fear. Why? Because you have been made the righteousness of God. 
You are not like Adam hiding with fig leaves uh, around his uh, waist. Excuse me? <laughs> I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> He's hiding from God's presence. But now when you come, ah, with great boldness, because you know this is the throne of grace. And I'm going to be accepted. Because God invited you to come with boldness. He says that God says come so that you can, so that you will obtain mercy. So no matter what you're going through, when God shows mercy on you, that problem is over. So you come to the throne room and you come and then he says it also. In, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, he says, come with the blood, boldly, with the blood of Jesus. Come, boldly. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. So God's inviting you to his throne room. There's no death there. When you come out of the throne room, you are filled with life because you obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. That's what the scripture tells us. So Abraham obtained it through faith. I may have to go through the scripture. I've got some time. Romans chapter 10 from 6 through 10. I'd like to go through that. Sometimes we assume everybody understands. I know you understand. you got great knowledge. That's fine. But... I'm talking to everybody today, including those watching. You have Facebook, television. It's very important. He's talking about the righteousness. It says, but the righteousness of faith. Guess what? The righteousness of faith. What's, what's the other name for the righteousness of faith? The righteousness of God, right? It's the same. It's the same thing. The righteousness of God. Right? It's the righteousness of faith. It's the righteousness of God. So if you're going to get the righteousness of God, you've got to get the righteousness of faith. Through faith, you have the righteousness of God. Right? So there is the righteousness of the law, and then there is the righteousness of faith. He says, the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, so he can lay his hands on you, and he says, I felt the hand of Jesus this morning. You may not feel anything. You get what I'm saying? You may not see him. So that's not the issue here. Do not say in your heart, don't even think about it. Who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead? What does the righteousness of God say? Guess what it is? The word. Can you get it? The word is near you. The word is near you, even in your heart and in your mouth. 
The word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with my mouth. Is that what it says? If you confess with your mouth. If you confess the word of God in any area of freedom that God has given to us. If you confess the word of God with your mouth and you believe in your heart, you will be free, saved, sozo, freedom, deliverance. But you have to say it. Don't just believe it, but say it. That's not good luck speaking. That's the word of God. You believe it, say it. And say it boldly. Because you are invited to come boldly. You don't look at what you're feeling. has nothing to do with feeling. Did you see anything about feeling here? Well, pastor, I don't feel like saying that. Who talked to you about feeling? Say what the word says. The word is near you. In your heart and in your mouth. <sighs> when you hear the word, it's already in your mouth. I didn't say that. God said so. And let God be true and every man a liar. Why don't you say what God says? says? Why are you hesitant? So you hinder yourself because you are afraid to speak it. Because if I say it and it doesn't happen, what will they think about me? Hello? So you are a man pleaser now? You want to please people? You have something to prove to them? So if I say it and it doesn't happen, they will mock me. Go ahead, mock him. But God is true to his word. And God is faithful. They'll mock you for a while. And then when God begins to manifest, then they start coming to you in secret. You know, brother, I have this problem. Could you pray for me? And then you say, you finally got it, right? No mocking anymore. What church do you go that they are beginning to see something they've never seen before? Amen. You don't have to let people determine. I think Pastor Larry spoke about that this morning. Don't let people determine, uh, determine what you do with God. They can think what they want to think. I don't have to please them. I've tried that, pleasing people. The work is too hard. <laughs> too hard. Because when I go one way to please them, they go the other way. And they get me both ways. No matter where I go, so just forget. I'm not going to do that for them anymore. I'm just going to try to please my master. That's all that's important to me. Next week, I want to address this is going to be two more weeks 
Can you lose your righteousness? Is it once saved, always saved? We want to address that. Now, God will not take it from you. But I can guarantee you, you can throw it away. It's your choice. Just to put it in this light. Uh, I'm not going to go into that scripture now, but First John chapter 1, he says, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, then we what? We have fellowship one with another. And guess what the result is? You don't have to confess. Can you get that scripture? Look at it. Look at it. That's not good luck speaking. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of, of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Just as I'm walking in the light. Can you get that? I'm attending fellowship. I'm walking in the light. I'm living for God at the best as I know, based on the knowledge I have. And guess what happens? Constantly, the Spirit of God is cleansing me. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Not of works. That's the revelation I believe God's given me. As we walk in the light, I attend fellowship. I love my Christian brothers. Do I make mistakes? Some mistakes I make, and I'm not aware I've made a mistake. You understand what I'm saying? But as I go along, searching for my God, wanting to know Him better, there is no condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That's the word there. As we walk in the light, as he is in the light, and we have fellowship with one another, automatically, according to this scripture, the blood of Christ cleanses us. He makes us who we are, righteous, constantly. We are all children before him, right? Little babies in the house. You have babies. We are all like kids in the house. You let your own two-year-old kid take his own bath. Huh? Do they even know they are dirty? So who's going to do it? Daddy, right? Or mommy? Sometimes we forget that God compares the scriptures where Jesus speaks. How much more will your heavenly father write? He's talking about us. And then he talks about, all I'm trying to do today for you is for you to understand God's love for you. 
Can you get it? He loves you dearly. That doesn't make you live when he's made you righteous to live the other way. He'll still focus on you. And I'm going to come to that next week. But there's going to come a time where not of his own making. I'm going to leave, with, leave you with this. There is a preacher. He's still alive today. Um, Oral Roberts. How many of you know about Oral Roberts? Kenneth Hagen. Kenneth Copeland. The T.D. Jakes. In fact, if not for that preacher, you won't know about T.D. Jakes today. True. He brought T.D. Jakes to the forefront. And then after that, T.D. Jakes took off. I've listened to him on television. He believes you don't have to believe in Christ to go to heaven. But are you a Muslim? Oh, you worship idol? Jesus has paid the price for all of us. Everyone is going to heaven. When you talk to him about deliverance, he says, we did all of that. We were just manipulating the people. Speaking in tongues, we did all of that. I don't want to say his name. <laughs> no, no. I've listened to him. I didn't know we can talk to preacher <laughs> I have to be careful this time now. But, but I've listened to him several times since this thing happened to him. And he's a black preacher, so if you want to find out about that. But he doesn't believe all this. He mocks at them. He tells you I've done all of those things. He says, we're just manipulating the people. We can get money and all of that. We're just manipulating them. He grew up to the whole world, known around the world. (laughs) Why did I go that way? (laughs) But my point is, when you turn the other way, it's not God. There's going to be a hardness where there is no hope for you anymore. It is all over. The grace of God will work to an extent, but this time, no, 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 it's over. It's really over. And that's where we as believers have to be careful with the message of grace. You have to be very careful. Because it didn't happen to this man all of a sudden. It was gradual. One thought, and remember what he said started it. And from there, it was all over. Next week also, I'll tell you about a woman, but not today. Stand up with me. (laughs) That doesn't mean you should be afraid. I'm not going to be one of those people that will fall away from you. You know what I tell God whenever I hear these things? I go beg him, please. I know I'm not as smart as that fellow. <laughs> okay. Could you help me so I never become like that? 
please. I'm not judging the person, but I know he, knew, he probably knows a lot more than I know. And this is what happened to him. God, I need your protection. Amen? How many righteous people do we have in the house? Hallelujah. You know you are righteous. You know God loves you. I'm going to be talking about the benefits of righteousness after this, okay? It's so important. So you understand it and know it. Amen? Would you lift your hands up today and just give him thanks that and say the words that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I'm looking at joy now and I'm saying, I see the righteousness of God. Ooh, that's important. I look at Kathy there. Oh, I see that light. That's the righteousness of God. I see my brother here, Michael. That's the righteousness of God. That's the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. When you go in that, you can never be defeated. If you're watching today, or you're here today, and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, please do yourself much good by saying, God, I want your righteousness. That's all you have to say. He's already done everything. He died on the cross for you. Amen? All you have to say, I want that. I want that. And let the word of God change my life. Would you pray with me? Those watching, those who are here, pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ into the world to die for my sins. Today, by your grace, I accept the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. I am saved. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again.